Hello, we are Terra Nova, a horror podcast. We're hosted by Kendall and Jackie. And here we talk about everything well, horror. And this podcast is specifically for you, the horror fans, and also the non-horror fans. If you're too scared to watch the movies, it's fine. We talk about it, we discuss it, we dissect it, we laugh about it, talk about the good, the bad, the tropes, and new episodes are launched every Monday. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TerraNovaPod. And leave a review, five stars, of course, on all platforms that you listen. And last but not least, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. And tell your dog, too. Cool dog. <laughs> kitty, 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 kitty. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that moment of silence was just my soul leaving my body. <laughs> And all you hear is that kitty, 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 kitty. <laughs> and no, I'm I'm not saying kitty, kitty, kitty. I'm literally saying kitty, 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 which is Japanese for deeper and deeper. And that is because I am referencing the iconic body horror classic, the film that most people have said has started the genre of body horror. Well, at least torture porn. And I'm talking about audition pew 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 oh wait wait kitty 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 (laughs) (laughs) that is terrifying and hilarious at the same time (laughs) i don't even know how to respond to that yes oh my god i'm i'm excited to cover this this movie also because my co-host like a list of many films has never watched audition (laughs) so i am very excited to hear what your two cents are about it yeah. But for those who have never seen Audition before, I highly recommend you guys watch it because it is just, whew. <laughs> so, Audition, it's from 1999, right? Yeah, 1999. Yep, 1999. Um, J-horror movie. So, the premise of Audition is that there is this man named Oyama. He unfortunately lost his wife to a very severe case of cancer um several years has passed you know he has a son and his son basically notices how i guess washed up he is he's like oh dad you're you're looking kind of down you know blah, blah blah and after he says that ayama who works in this business uh he has a friend who's just like hey you know you look kind of lonely blah, blah blah uh maybe i can help you out and this is when the idea comes around of having a audition for girls now they kind of lie about it in a sense we're like oh yeah we're gonna hold audition for this fake movie but in reality we're looking for a future wife for you or ayama and <laughs> as sick and twisted as that sounds they go along with it these these girls i believe there's like a hundred or something girls and he has to choose 30 out of those thousands of girls yeah and among the 30 he picks one particular girl that he is interested she's 24 her name is asami and you think everything's peaceful and cute and yeah shit goes sideways <laughs> um you as the as the movie progresses you kind of get an idea of who asami is there is no backstory about her she's a mystery she's like a mary jane basically according to you know asami's friend and he kind of brings it up to the tension like hey this this girl's very mysterious i'm kind of suspicious of her just be careful 
because apparently anybody associated with her has either gone missing or has never been seen at all like at all at all and so it's kind of like a red flag for him where he's just like i don't trust this girl but oyama being the desperate widow that he is just like um i think she's okay i don't see anything wrong with it let's continue um he starts falling deeply in love with her and even his son notices it. It's like hey you have a girlfriend i could tell haha you look happy um, you think everything's going well for them, and then one night they go away. Um, indication well, it's not really indication reply, they, they literally make love, and then the next day is just a big whoosh, switcheroo. And as Oyama's trying to, trying to recover who the hell is this Asami person, he goes into a deep rabbit hole of murder dismemberment and he gets caught in the crossfire and then he gets substitutes basically subdued to a world of torture in the hands of asami and this movie has sparked so many things they talk about they say that how like you know this movie is like a very feminist movie which i, I do agree with it is the birth of torture porn in a sense what inspired elay rock to do hostel and, and saw and yeah, it's still dubbed as one of the greatest movies ever. And it was also based on a novel, um, the same name, oh. written by Ryu Murakami back in 1997. He wrote it. That's awesome. And then, yeah, and then that's when Takashi Mike, I believe that's his name, Mike or Mike, he decided mm -hmm. to direct it and make an adaption of it. And yeah, it's just crazy ass movie. But yeah, so first impressions, sir. I got one side note for you before I even get my first impression. I feel like this podcast has become Jackie referencing awesome movies and then me just being like, I haven't seen it, so let me talk about it. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. As somebody who wants to spend less time looking for movies to watch, I am totally cool with taking your recommendation. I'm all for that. <laughs> you are welcome. You are welcome. I'll take it. Uh, before I begin my first impressions, the first uh, other side note I want to say is uh, treat the people in your life well because shit like this might happen. <laughs> that's that's mm -hmm. what I'm just saying. Treat, treat the people in your life yeah. well, <laughs> regardless of gender, sex, you or any of that. Just treat people well, because uh, otherwise you might end up with some shit like this. Um, so with that said, I guess I'll get into my first impression. Uh, I really like the movie. Um, mm -hmm. I will say this is the first time in a while I've watched a movie and it disturbed me, stuck with me, and kind of made me re-examine my own life. <laughs> like, wow. Like. I wish I was joking, but I'm I'm kind of dead serious. Like, I've watched this movie literally last night. Like, literally last night. I was like, yeah, let me let me finally sit down and watch it. I've been meaning to watch this movie now for at least five years. At least five years. I always either forgot about it or somebody mentioned it in passing. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I need to see that. I've heard about it. But I would just forget and I would just never remember to watch it. That's part of the reason why it even ended up being an option for an episode. We were like, oh, yeah, okay. Cool, let's let's do that so I don't forget again. I need to see this movie. The movie's great. Um, the movie is like fantastic, honestly. It it plays out nothing nothing like I thought it would. Anything I've ever heard about this film in passing was always like, oh man, it's so like blood, it's so much blood, uh, body horror and so much like dismemberment and torture porn and all of that stuff. And so like I kind of came into it kind of just expecting almost like a gore fest. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh shit, like I guess from beginning to end, people are just gonna be getting ripped and slabbed and all that shit. But that's not what this movie is at all. And honestly, I kind of went, I mean, I, I, we could talk about it more, but I kind of don't even want to label it as 
body horror, really. I just like it like or even well not torture porn. I really don't want to label it torture porn. I feel like that has a negative meaning to it. But yeah, this movie is great, man. This movie is dope from beginning to end. I really, really liked it. I wasn't bored at all. The story was really interesting. All of the characters are interesting. There were some interesting decisions kind of made by the director about the way certain things kind of were done. Where like, you know how like when it get finally gets to him kind of getting tortured near the end, it cuts back to the moment the day that they had they were like they made love for the first time and and it kind of it, it kind of the scene plays out almost like he had a bad dream and now mm-hmm. he's kind of thinking about that bad dream and then it kind of influences the mo- the moment that they're currently in after they just had love made love so that was really interesting because it's like oh that's kind of clever like not only is it like kind of a flash forward but at the same time it's like we get to see how the character is interacting within mm-hmm. the within knowing having the knowledge of the flat flash forward the flash forward which is really cool it's like you know it's kind of like going to the future experiencing the future and then coming back to before all that shit happened and then like thinking about how you're going to situ- deal with the current situation based on future future knowledge and mm-hmm. i can't recall seeing that too often in the film so I, that really stood out to me like that was that was really interesting and it was a little bit funny too because like he's at that point he looked so terrified of her because he he had the nightmare of what she did to him the movie yeah but the movie's the movie's dope the movie's like really really fucking good like i it's it, yeah it's it's awesome i have i have a lot to say about this movie to tell you the truth this movie is treat people better that's all <laughs> this movie's awesome this movie is fucking awesome yeah and also this film also kind of like covers an actual thing that happens and i mean again we're fans we're of course we're not asian american we're not trying to talk about asian american customs of course but there is a custom where women are very submissive they're taught mm-hmm. to be submissive they're taught to be yes yes anything for you blah 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 and you know some are breaking the cycle i mean actually a lot because there was a huge feminist move- movement over there in asia and i'm just like yes good for you girls but that was a long that's awesome time movement where it was yes yes i sit like this i do this for you like very very you know submissive and pristine and, and also like not talking about certain issues particularly like like this you know asami um well eventually when we, we get to know asami we find out that she was a victim of sexual abuse by her dance director um which really fucked her up mentally and psychologically and i guess because like she never really dealt with that in a very professional healthy way that's kind of why she's the way she is um and stuff like that does yeah. happen that is real um the thing for me is like this is my second time watching this film the first time i watched it was many years ago and i was just like what the fuck <laughs> i was like holy <laughs> shit um but i've heard a lot of good things about it that say oh my god you have to watch audition this is one of the movies you have to watch before you die is this is that is this is that and to this day we're in 2021 to this day people still say audition is one of those movies that is just top tier that you can never never ignore or forget and they're not wrong yeah I agree. they're not wrong it, it still holds up um and and yeah, movie is so crazy, but also, like, he kind of—I mean, I don't know—it's—it's it's weird because in <laughs> some it. way you're just like, he kind of had it coming. Yeah, he kind of had it coming. Like, Oyama kind of did have it coming. Of course, some might say, "Oh, but you know, he really liked her." It doesn't change the fact that what he and his friend did, um, Yosekawa, which was his friend, his colleague, 
Mm-hmm. It was disgusting what they were doing. Like, all he wanted was to finally be able to move on from his widow life. You know, he lost his wife many years ago. Yeah. And all he suggested was, yeah, I think I'm ready to get married again. You know, I'm on a date. Of course, I want an older, mature woman. You know, this and that. This is what I like. All his friends had to be like, okay, I could help you. I know people. Not like, hey, this whole audition. Let's just make it for fun. Like, that is disgusting. So yeah. Disgusting. It, it really is. Um, Even like, 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 this is my first time watching it. So, like, at first I was kind of like, oh, so there is kind of a role that they're casting for. They're using this as an excuse, which, okay. But when it got to the point where he was like, oh, yeah, like the, the, the movie will probably never be made. Like, we're probably not going to have a budget or anything like that. He was like telling um, Asami, 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 yeah, when he was telling when he was telling her that and he was like, yeah, it's kind of like when the movie's probably not going to get made, probably won't have the budget. They probably won't support it. They want to change so many things about it. At that point, it like really, really felt disgusting. Like it already felt disgusting kind of dur- even during the uh, auditioning process. Because mm-hmm. his friend was like kind of really, really dwelling in the fact that he kind of was in a position of power with these women. So it was like, oh, I think one girl was like, oh, she's done porn or something. He was like, oh, that's cool. And he like made it. She like actually take a top off. and She did and all of that. And cool. More power to her if that's her thing. Um, But like he was like, obviously, like really his friend was like really, really living in like the moment of all of this. And mm-hmm. uh, the dude who was looking for a wife who was looking for a wife. He, he didn't seem like he was trying to indulge in that as much. And he kind of at that point already had in mind who he wanted, but the mm. process to get there was like it has a lot. Of, yeah, it has a lot of problems. That's why it's like it's, it's somewhat deserving because it, it has a lot, a lot, a lot of problems. Because mm-hmm. as you said, just culturally, with some of this stuff, I won't know because I don't live there either, and I only know as much as I've seen in media and some things, or even just stereotypes. But there is that stereotype about how Asian women are very. Like you said, it's submissive and docile. They just kind of, you know, tend to the house, take care of the man. And, you know, kind of very similarly to how, like, a lot of, you could say, Western men would probably prefer a woman to act. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the average, I would say asshole in some ways. Um, And, yeah, I, I definitely straight up say asshole. And if you're a dude listening, it's like, I don't feel like it's, I'm an asshole if I want a woman to do everything for me. No, nah, you're an asshole. Uh, <laughs> like, exactly. That's just my Thank personal you. opinion. And yes, cause, yeah, because, like, like, if the shoe fits, wear it. Yeah, you're like you're just an asshole. And if that's how you live, if that's how you feel, cool. Find somebody who's with that and then be with that person. Don't find somebody and then like try to form and forge them into that person. Like there is a huge difference there. Um, and it's very clear by some of the displays we've seen of like Asian women in media that that's a the culture has kind of told them to be that. So a lot there are some that go against it, and there are some that don't, and then the ones that don't tend to end up with men like this who kind of just want. Want a woman to kind of be there to be like almost like a assistant for their life, not necessarily a partner. And mm-hmm. this movie hinted at it a lot, and a lot, and, and tons of the dialogue it hinted at it a lot. They kept being at one reoccurring line where I don't remember it exactly word for word, but they would say something along the lines of how women are there to make sure men don't exhaust themselves. Mm-hmm. Like that line was repeated quite often. It was repeated by I believe the woman who was cleaning up his house. It was repeated by a few different people throughout the movie, and I'm just like, really? That's that's why you need women in your life. <laughs> To make sure you don't work yourself senseless, like mm-hmm. that doesn't sound like a marriage, and, dude. <laughs> and also, they kept also mentioning the word "lonely" throughout the mm-hmm. whole entire film. Like, oh, you think they're lonely? Everybody's lonely. Are you lonely? Are you lonely? Like they they kept emphasizing that too, the idea of lonely. Even she, Asami, at one point mentioned that how like she's alone. She's always been alone. She's lonely. Yeah, I, I even looking at that though, I feel like their definition of lonely were very different. 
Because, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm saying this not just from a male, a male, I mean like a man versus woman perspective, but also like I think a cultural perspective. Like once again, mm-hmm. I don't live in Japan or China or anything like that, so I don't have a full reference. But there have been reports and stories from like different media outlets that have said things about. And it, granted, this is the '90s in the movie. I'm just talking about now for comparison, which I'm assuming the problem didn't just start recently. But about how you know there are people mm-hmm. out there who can't really like find a mate in some some parts of Asia because population, you know, it's just like maybe it's not enough women to men or stuff like that, or or like for the for numerous different reasons, right? In his case, mm-hmm. in the lead the lead actor's case, it seemed like he was lonely because he didn't find a woman to not just replace his wife, but to essentially be who his wife was, which was like all of the things mm-hmm. that he admired, like old school, docile, bare, barefoot and pregnant kind of thing. Versus like mm-hmm. Asami seemed like her loneliness was like based on all of the pain that she's endured throughout life, which that is drastically different. <laughs> that is drastically different than just being lonely because you can't find somebody to like clean your feet like that is a very very different loneliness yeah like her her summer lonely again like from what she's been through and how she was until the you know the big the big moment where the torture happened it's more like it's funny because she was like i don't want to be seem clingy because she was waiting for his phone call which she really was and i love the cinematography the cinematography of that scene because it's so creepy it was so creepy just her sitting there waiting for that phone call uh, and yeah. her whole her whole her notion of like love only me only me no one else and she he she didn't even like the fact that he loved his son yeah she was like no you see you love you love him too you can't love two people only me like it, it was definitely like twisted in her mind of what love was but again like all her abuse everything she went through like that really fucked her up yeah and the moment that Jack is talking about, where they they show him, they show he makes the phone call to her. But not not even just the well, the first time, yeah, the first time they show him make a phone call to to set up the first date. It's just her kind of like hunched over, almost like a creature, almost like inhuman, kind of just hunched mm-hmm. over. Hair is just completely covering her face, and she's just kind of like laying in place, and the phone's ringing, and then she's kind of like cool, and then picks up the phone, and he they set up the date. And she's like, great, awesome, so so happy to do it. They go on a date, and then he's like, I'll give you a call back soon to set everything up. She's like, okay, I'll be waiting for it. And then they show you the time between him calling and when she was by herself, like, when she when he didn't call. And the whole time, they mm-hmm. just kept flashing to her sitting by the phone. And I was like, this is creepy as fuck. <laughs> it's like her sitting yeah. by the phone, and there's, like, a duffel bag, like, across from the phone. And I'm like, I don't know what's in that duffel bag, but it can't be good. And you know what? That was the moment where the movie started to take a complete change in tone. Like, prior to that, it was mm-hmm. kind of light. And a little bit fun, mm-hmm. but from that moment, I was like, "Yeah, this is about to go horribly wrong." Like I don't know how, but this is about to go terribly wrong. And then they had that really creepy scene where he called her, and you see the camera cut to her face, but like you don't see her face; you just see her the hair covering her face. But you can see her lip just kind of curl into a really, really fucking creepy ass smile. And I was like, "Yeah, this shit about to get crazy. <laughs> this is about to get crazy." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the duffel bag moved. Yeah, it definitely back, like rolled around the room. Noise, yeah, it makes a noise and rolls. And you're just like, what the fuck? Um, the thing to like about that is again, I love because I don't care what anybody says. Uh, American horror movies can always try to be creepy and scary. There's only a handful of American films that I can honestly say scared the shit out of me. Not many, but very few. But for Asian films, mm-hmm. they love they love it when the actors use their own body 
as a form of the performance. I love when she's hunched back and she's hunched like she's hunched over so much that you can see her spine. Yeah. Poking out of her back. And I'm sure they must have told her, like, okay, you're gonna wait like this and then sit like that. And and I've seen this done so many so many times in other Asian films where they tell the actors and actresses whether they're playing the victim or or the spirit or the killer to use their body as a form of acting. And I love when they do that. And I love that scene because it adds to the creepiness. It adds to the whole, like, who is this person? Because you with the viewer, you're also just like, wait, there's no there's no background of her. There's there's no like there's no like information about her. No one knows who her family is, what? And you with the viewer are just like, who is this girl? Who is she really? Yeah. Yeah, you you get the I think it I always I, I always try to question sometimes what actually scares me. <laughs> Cuz I know a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of horror films for the most part don't. And you know, I don't mm-hmm. even count in my personal opinion. I don't count most gory crazy body stuff as horror. Like I think it's it fits the genre, but I mean like I don't count it as scary in part because mm-hmm. I mean just chopping somebody's arm off to me isn't scary. Or even showing me like the mm-hmm. veins of somebody like cutting somebody's arm off slowly and you see every vein. Like that's not scary to me. That's just gross. <laughs> and gross mm-hmm. being gross grossed out and being scared are not the same by any means. Um but there's something to like things that feel realistic that are actually scary. Like way more than like, you know, maybe a Godzilla. Like Godzilla if he came, we just all dead, you kind of accept that. But <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but like yeah. when it's just like somebody who's just kinda so out there and seems so separated from what the rest of the world is. That's the, the scariest shit. Like, mm-hmm. they, they, you know what really, like, clicked on me? Like, at the end of the movie, when the movie, like, literally finished and the screen went black, it really clicked in my mind. The first thing was, like, hold on, she was really auditioning this dude, too. Like, the, like the, that was the first thing that yes. came to my mind. I didn't even consider yeah. that until the end of the film. I was like, oh. He- I was going to, yes. I was going to bring that up, too. I was going to be like, so who's who's really trying to catch who here? Yeah, definitely both of them. But she was the smarter the smarter hunter, I would say. <laughs> she, yeah. I think she was in it for a win one way or another. Whether he loved only her, I think that would have been a victory for her. But anything else was uh, not enough for her. So he, was, he wasn't walking out this easy. He thought he was. Because he, he thought he was in a position of power. But he, yeah, there wasn't no walking away from this. Mm-hmm. It was just like, ugh. So amazing. It's just, ugh, 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 ugh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... But yeah, and then I, I love when um also the part that also was just like I feel bad for those girls because if if you're being told, oh yeah, we're holding an audition, and then the questions they're asking you is, Oh, so what kind of men are you into? Are you the type of person who just have sex and leaves? Like, is that for the movie? Yeah, word. Like I'm su- I'm surprised these girls never questioned those questions i think one girl did have a question but they didn't show it they just excluded from the movie um but i'm i'm sure like a lot of these girls were like questioning like why were they asking these questions like that's not something you ask for a movie audition usually movie auditions would be like hey so so what have you done what is your past work um blah 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 what was your last thing Mm -hmm. And then they'll probably tell you about the role. And then they'll just ask you, like, have you ever done a role like this? Um, why were you interested in this role? Not like, not like, um, oh, so who's your favorite actor? You know, what's your favorite singer? Yeah. Like, who asks that? Like, that's a very personal question. I'm surprised. I mean, again, the culture. 
you're not allowed to like really speak up and also these girls were young too the thing about asian cultures from from what i've read and understand is that they do have this culture where you have to respect elders even if they seem out of line you can never question their mm -hmm. their methods you can't speak up you can't say anything if you do this that's deemed rude and disrespectful yeah but that that, <sighs> that probably explains it i would feel like it was that and it was two things came to mind while i was questioning those girls one thing was i was like well you know most people well, in terms of the questions i was like most people just want to be famous so mm -hmm. they'll they'll deal with pretty much any level of bullshit that they have to deal with to get to get to a level of fame that they desire. You could tell that. Well, you can see the proof of that. In, like even America, America now, where like tons of different actors and actresses have come out for like numerous different things that have happened to them, whether it's like a part of Me Too movement or anything else, where you're just like, oh my god, these are like the biggest stars in Hollywood, and they may have done this thing, like whether it's sleeping with somebody, taking a role they didn't want, something. There's there's so people's lamps of I think people's lamps to going to getting famous, like the things they're willing to do. I think there's almost mm -hmm. no, no limit on that for most people. They'll 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 probably kill a family member if they had to, if that if that meant they end up with millions of dollars in their bank account. So that was one thing that kind of came to mind when I, when they were questioning them. But the thing that really really came to mind when he was questioning, them, I was like, yo, this is like porn casting couches. Like this is like the shit that people talk about, like with like actors and and actresses like going to Hollywood and they'd be like, oh well, you better you better watch out for that casting couch and. I'm, I, people better not pretend they don't know what a casting couch is but you know it's just like you go to something some dude or somebody's like oh i'm a director or something or i'm a producer and then they'll be like i'm gonna basically interview for a role and then they essentially try to have sex with you instead of like mm -hmm. actually offering you a role and then it's like it becomes a porn or it's like it is a, that is a type of porn like there's this is a thing like people have heard about it. it's been joked about and been talked about in so many different forms of media so it's not new by any means it was so it definitely reminded me of that like it really heavily reminded me of that even just the whole setup mm -hmm. to it like the girl just sitting in front of the camera and then them just asking them all these crazy ass questions i was like this is this is strange <laughs> that was really all i could say i was yeah. like this is really strange mm -hmm. it is and i also like how when he was looking at these thousands all these thousand pictures of these girls and then you know their information their resume and whatnot and I like how when he picked her out, he turned the picture of his his, his deceased wife's around. And that made me laugh because I was like, there is a superstition about that. Not even just Asian cultures, just in any culture at all. <laughs> like, people really do that because they're scared the spirit is going to see what you're doing. <laughs> and yeah. that is a superstition. Even even I know that superstition. So that was like really interesting. Like, what if she doesn't know the can't hurt her? Um... <laughs> But yeah, and it was just really, really weird, and I just feel bad for those girls. I was just like, damn. And and I feel like I don't want to say something like this happened, but you know, you have that whole notion of speed dating. You know, mm -hmm. speed dating is a thing where you it kind of is like an audition. If you think about it, you're going to the yeah. things, you're asking people what they're into, what they like, and sometimes those things work, and sometimes you do end up meeting disgusting people and terrible people um that's why i'm kind of always just like i always tell my friends if they're doing that or using the apps to find dates i'm just be really careful because you never know you really never know yeah and sure that, that was the case for this you know asami had no idea that ayama was doing this as a, as a way to find a wife um he had no idea that asami had some a lot of mentally and and, and psychological problems because of her trauma and either way, like, again, it's like, 
if he would never had done that the whole audition thing then maybe i would have been like okay he was a pretty decent guy he really did love her he really did care about her yeah but it's the way he went around the way he went about it was just so like why there could have been other ways you could have done that and it's just it's just so like dude you you kind of had that shit coming you had that coming. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's, it's funny that you mentioned, like, the online dating stuff, because that's kind of something that came to mind as well when I was watching. So I was like, this is kind of like him doing a, like, like you said, speed dating, but, like, a speed dating online kind of thing. Like, he's just, like, shuffling through people as quickly as possible, but he kind of already made up his mind. I was like, it kind of felt mm-hmm. like that. So I was like, yeah, you can encounter some crazy-ass people. Even if you're not even just dating, just meeting people online and then trying to meet somebody in person, you can encounter some crazy-ass people. <laughs> yeah like, how many cases have there been of like somebody meeting somebody and then they kill him or something crazy like that like and you know uh he he tried to well, that's another fun thing this movie did it kind of i would say in some ways addressed the male ego like how egotistical a dude can be about certain situations because even when his friend was mm-hmm. like yo man i think you need to be a little careful like we don't really know you don't really know fully what you're walking into you should be a little safe and he was like what do you think i'm stupid like it's a like it's a girl like i can handle myself if anything and I was like, that is something a dude would say. Like, if I'm trapped in a room with a girl, mm-hmm. I'll be the ass if I have to. Like, that's pretty much what he was saying. But it's like, you don't know what you're about to deal with, dude. Like, if you don't know somebody planning to get you, like, you, like, you don't know, bro. You can't just assume. For real. For real. And, um, yeah, like, even when... The thing to like about this film also is is the movie. The movie, the, I mean, the movie, the film editing. Because even when she first starts telling Ajama, like, more, like, after he finally calls her, they go on their, their date and whatever. And, and she's telling him about how, like, yeah, like, she used to do ballet, but then she stopped. She had to send that. And then you kind of get a transition of the location change. At first, they're in this, this restaurant, they're having drinks, and then they move into, like, them having dinner. And it's so subtle, you don't notice it. Yeah. You don't notice it unless you look in the background. And I like how they yeah, do that. Yeah, went from like a bunch of people to no yeah, people. Yeah, like I like how they did that a lot because again, like it was so subtle. You would not have guessed it until you saw the background because the color changed as well. It was, and I love the editing for that. Um, and also when she starts telling more about her story and you're finding more about who she is, where she came from, uh, I like how when they were like talking about her or when he was investigating her after you know they meet love and she just bounced she was like all right peace i'm out <laughs> um he was just like what she just laughed what <laughs> um he was just like and i love how even when his friend was just like yo just let it go like she's gone you know suspicious you know people who's been associated with her has gone missing like i just think you should let it go but he was like no i can't let it go like i really feel something for her i'm really like in love with her and then when he starts digging into her, 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 her story, you know, finding out like the place where she did ballet, he meets that disgusting dude in the wheelchair. Oh, and yeah. then you see a flashback of like when he used to abuse her. You're just like, oh, my God. And then you get a sense of like why she kind of stopped doing ballet. Yeah. She said she injured and her head initially. Yeah. And then, he, and then she showed him the scar. And she was like, yeah, I actually burned myself as a child. But then you find out later that she didn't do that. That was that guy who did it. He burned her. Yeah. Um, and he goes to where she used to work, but apparently she actually never worked there. 
that's when the story gets really twisted. <laughs> that's yeah. when it starts getting really crazy when he goes into the place, her bar that she used to work at, and the guy who lives in the building that's associated with the bar was just like, oh yeah, that place been vacant for a year. The, the, the woman, the owner there, she was murdered. She got dismembered. But the crazy thing is that they found like all these body pieces that don't belong to her. And yep. then as he's telling him the story, you're, you're, he's visualizing what he's imagining. And then you, the viewer, is also seeing what he's imagining. And you're just like, oh my god, this is gross. Like, <laughs> the whole tongue thing was just so like, I remember the first time watching that movie and it freaked me out so badly. Yeah, that, that whole tongue Kruger. thing was like, oh my god. Yeah, I was just so like, the noise. Oh god, so gross. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's when, it goes, that's when it starts getting really, really twisted. Because as the viewer, you kind of do suspect okay, something may be up with her. You know, like, what, what's her story? And then as you're following his journey to find out who she is, you tend to figure out that, okay, this, this bitch might be crazy. <laughs> um, and, and then they said to her, like, oh, yeah, the only person that she has the reference was this music director, but he went missing. And then, you know, the big twist is that that's the one that's in the sack. <laughs> that's the one she's keeping in the sack. He, he removed his he removed his feet three of his fingers an ear a tongue like oh my god it was just like when things get really bad like it really got bad like visually like i remember people were, were just saying like oh my god this movie's disgusting i can't believe he did that and you know a lot of controversial things happened because of this movie like everyone was just like they just saw takashi miki as like oh yeah that's that crazy director who does crazy ass movies <laughs> um and you could see why, because, I mean, she freaking vomits in a dog bowl and feeds it to him. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah. oh, my God. And they said that was actually her vomit. Um, like, doing the research, they said she, like, she actually, like, she insisted to, like, make the scene as real as possible because she's a method actor. So she, like, actually vomits in a bowl. And I was like, word? <laughs> like, for real? Yeah. Asian films don't fucking play. Like. American films can never. Asian films do not play. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. Oh, damn. Yeah, that was, man, that was something. Uh, that was something. Uh, you know, I, I want to mention two things. One, that sex scene. I, I got to put that sex scene in, like, my top two probably favorite sex scenes in movies ever. Just because of how it's shot. Well, I, I guess, like, not technically, like, sex scene, but, like, sex scene, but, like, the best cut for a sex scene I've probably ever seen in the film. Because he gets into mm -hmm. bed. And then after she does the most creepy undressing I've ever seen, if there was ever a way to undress it like a serial killer, this woman did it. <laughs> it was very yeah, slow. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. Like, at the moment, you're thinking, wait, is she going to kill him? Like, yeah. at this moment? Then she turns the light off. She takes everything off. She goes in a bed, and she's like, come. Come here. I want to tell you everything. I, wanna, I don't want to lie to you. I don't want to keep secrets from you. That shit was hella creepy. I was like, man, I don't know how any dude can get a boner after that. That woman looked like she about to murder everybody in this room. That shit was insane. But when he, when, after they have their talk and she tells him about the burns and stuff, and and he he hops in the bed, basically the the blanket, like you know how people throw the blanket over themselves and they get in bed, the blanket goes up mm -hmm. and then it transitions into like the end where he's waking up, kind of like what the fuck just happened. And I'm like, oh shit, that's mm -hmm. crazy. But she's gone. I'm like, oh, that's that's a really cool way to do like a passing of time in a movie like that. I was like, Yo, this is, that's a great fucking way to do that. I feel like that got to be in my top like top two to five best shot sex scenes because that shit is dope. Like my favorite is probably from the movie Rock and Roller. That's probably the best sex scene I've seen in the movie. <laughs> that, I don't know if you ever seen Rock and Roller. 
I don't remember that one. That yeah, was a Guy Ritchie that. film. Idris Elba is in it. I think Jared Butler. A bunch of people in it. The movie's awesome. It's kind of like Snatch. It was kind of similar to Snatch, which was one of his mm. first movies. And the sex scene in that okay. was like him and his woman. They like agree they're going to have sex. And I think it's like it cuts to them kiss. Then it cuts to, I think, her like opening her shirt. It cuts to him unzipping his pants. It cuts to them in bed. They both make one sound each. And then the sex scene is over. <laughs> it's one of the coolest scenes ever. So it's like, zip, zip, ah, ah. and then like a, a fucking cigarette is like, that's the whole scene. It's like five seconds. I'll send it to you later. It's fucking awesome. It's one of my favorite sex. It's easily my favorite sex scene ever shot in the movie. I was like, this is great. Uh, <laughs> uh, that shit reminded me of that though in this movie. It was like really dope. So that that was really interesting. Um, her essay, the thing that made her stand out to him when he was even mm-hmm. looking through all of these applications, as he said. Uh, all of mm-hmm. the girls wrote like little essays about themselves and her essay where she talked about how she loved ballet and how like losing her ability to, to do ballet was like the closest thing, the closest feeling to death that you can experience. Mm-hmm. She's like basically lo- losing something that you just like really, really love to do or just love like losing that is about as close as you ever get to death. And I was like, damn. And that's what really like stood out to him and made him think that she was more mature, which clearly she was, but it's just like, fuck, that's a, that, that's a really, really, really sad. And it's it is interesting that that's what made him. It's interesting that that's what made her stand out to him. I feel like normally in movies, saying that now, obviously it's came out ninety nine, but normally in movies, you know, the person stands out purely because they're either really attractive or it's some high mm-hmm. school crush shit where you're like, oh my god, I I pray and dream to be with that person, or some shit like that. But in this case, for him to actually be like legit attracted, not just to who she looks, how she looks, but then to be also be attracted to who she is as a person was like really interesting. So you like actually kind of mm-hmm. feel for like, oh, he really likes this person. Like this, this whole shit is a terrible setup for him to find love. But he actually really, really likes this person. That was, that, that was really interesting. I, I like that a lot. I feel like maybe she she did that to herself because all the abuse she went through to get what, away from that creepy guy. Yeah, because that guy was creepy. Oh, he was hella creepy. Like even even in the flashbacks as an adult, he was still burning her. And it was just like, damn and. The thing too, like again, like the way it was shot, like yo, Takashi is is a genius. Because I love how even, even when the scene happens and the torture happens, you know, even that whole scene was just incredible. Because like she she's missing, right? He's trying to find her. He's finding all these little clues of who she is and how maybe like crazy she is. And then that the 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 housemaid leaves with just a dog. It was so sad and dog that was like, why the dog? Why the dog? <laughs> yeah, word. Um, but she goes in his house, she she's going to his study, she finds out about the girls, he sees she sees the picture of his deceased wife, and then boom, she loses it, poisons his alcohol, and then it's just like, Okay, I'm gonna torch this guy. Um <laughs> when she drink when he drinks the alcohol, it's it's interesting how like he starts having halluc- it, it flashes to hallucinations. At least you think are hallucinations of when they were eating at the dinner and she's yeah. telling him more about her life and everything. And then he's just hallucinating his his wife, his deceased wife, you know, and she's just like, You can't marry her. He's like, What? No, why? You can't marry her. And then it transitions to him being in her apartment. And then you finally see the reveal who's in that sack. And it's the music director that went missing. Yeah. You see that he's missing the limbs that was found, you know, in the apartment. Because apparently the woman he was dating was the bar owner. And I guess she was so, Asami was so enraged by him having some type of love connection with her. 
she kills her and then tortured him uh, but gets uh, him alive that makes sense i was trying to understand that part a little bit that makes sense okay yeah because um yeah and then the way it was shocked like he's he's seen all this he's seen when she vomits and feeds it to him and then transitions to her being a little girl petting petting the guy and then he starts hallucinating more of like with the secretary because his secretary also was always just like oh i'm getting married like you know she was kind of hesitant around him or whatever but through the hallucination you kind of find out that he had like some type of affair with her his secretary yeah you know and which makes sense why she was so like you know eh, like a little timid around him i guess she was also like embarrassed about what happened and she probably assumed they were gonna i have something together but it just never happened yeah um yeah yeah and a, then his elusive yeah and his hallucination of, of the girl his son was dating you know and he was just like oh no 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 don't touch me don't touch me and therefore you kind of have a thing like maybe maybe he did see her as in like oh kind of a looker you know i mean all men kind of do that but especially grown men because it's disgusting yeah but you know that his that that's that whole thing too because he he even like even his son was just like oh yeah i asked her out because she was pretty just like you suggested that and he was just like oh yeah good job you know um so that's probably why also he hallucinated that it was just that whole hallucination scene was just so interesting and then yeah he wakes up in the dream and then you're thinking okay it's just a dream then this is not really happening but it really happened <laughs> yeah it's like it's like the film it's it's kind of it's really smart kind of challenging mm-hmm. and kind of makes you go hmm because he kind of he this film found really interesting ways to do flash forwards and flashbacks because <laughs> like, during all of that uh hallucination and all of that stuff after he like took the some of his drink and then passed out and then they show you all of this stuff that's basically a flashback because it's showing you all of the things that she kind of told him happened and mm-hmm. some of the things that I guess you can say he concluded that she's possibly done because he's never been to the house to see the music director. So he, he's mm-hmm. never met the dude. He doesn't know that she technically has it in the bag. He wouldn't know that she vomits. Feed, that's how she feeds him. He technically wouldn't know any of that. But mm-hmm. it, it, bound, it jumps around to kind of give you the perception that this isn't actually happening. But these are things that could have actually had happened. The like mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, between yeah. the lady from his job who appears in like this like dream and kind of gets his head like giving him a blowjob and because first it's like Sime, Sime, and he's it's like giving him like a blowjob and then it's the girl from work and he's like oh god and it's like it's it, they, like you said his uh his 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 son's like his, I, I'm not can't even call a girlfriend his son's friend <laughs> that he mm-hmm. like brought home. And it's like, hold, hold up, what the fuck? Like, for a moment, I was like, did he mess with her, too? But I think you're right. I think it's more of, like, how he saw her on top of all of the other women that he's actually dealt with. So, like, Asami is a woman that he wants. But then the woman from his job is the woman that he's he's apparently slept with. Like, mm-hmm. but it seems like she, all of her interactions with him, it seemed like she kind of always wanted something from him, but you didn't know what. Like, even from, like you said, from yeah. the first scene where she was like, oh, I'm getting married. And he's just like, okay. And even I was like, okay. Because <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't establish anything in the film yet, so I wasn't really sure why I should even care or no. I was just like, all right, she getting married. But I was like, okay, I don't care because I'm not in the movie. But I was like, he don't care. I wonder why he don't care. Uh, I guess we'll find out. But I guess you find that basically the revelation is he slept with her 
she's always kind of assumed that there would be more to their relationship, but that never happened. Yeah. And that's that's kind of why it, she appears to him in that way. Like, oh, okay. All right. That makes sense. And God mm-hmm. knows what reason. Yeah. Actually, we probably, now I'm thinking about I probably know the reason why she wouldn't appeal to him. Probably just because she's of his age. Probably wanted somebody, he wanted someone younger. I know. Even though he said his friend, he told his friend, oh, I want someone mature, obviously. But, yeah. yeah, and the and the and the Sami is twenty four, and his son was just like, oh, I, I we're almost close to age, <laughs> and he says that jokingly because we don't know if he's in high school and college, you know, he's probably in college for all we know. Yeah, I would assume he's college. Way older, yeah. So it's probably why he said that, and you know, sometimes we we see that a lot, not in just Asian cultures, in any culture, you know, when men are widowed and they're older, they do tend to pry after younger women. You know, yeah, um, yeah. So that that does happen as well, but yeah, the whole transition with that, like, like it was just so visually brilliant, you know, because you're being horrified by him being horrified, <laughs> and you're just like, oh my god, Word. and then you know you hear to say, darling, darling, and then he wakes up, and you see her getting dressed. She's getting prepared. She has she has her. Her her um her meat apron, <laughs> her tools. She's getting ready, and then that's when she starts thinking about the fact that she knows about the audition, and she knows yeah. about it. And she was just like, "Oh, those girls! So you just call them just to have sex with them, and that's it." I thought you were different. I thought you were different. Of course, in the motion, you're like, you don't really suspect that he's doing that. You know, his friend is doing that though. <laughs> I'm pretty sure his friend was calling out these girls like, "Hey, yeah. what's up?" But like, you know. From what we know, that Ayama really was in love with her and dedicated to her. He didn't want to let go of it. He did not want to let go of her. He was just like, no, she's not crazy. She's not suspicious. I like her, blah, blah. Um, so, but I feel like even if he were to, like, explain, if she didn't poison him, whatever, like, it, it still wouldn't matter. Because she, she really was kind of, like, wrapped up in her head, was just like, oh, you love your son. You can't love both of us. Only me. And when she said that, I was just like, yeah, this girl is a little, a little, you know. <laughs> yeah, a little all, not um, all there. For real. And the elevator um, don't go to the top floor. That's what some people like to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, but yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah. And then the torture begins. <laughs> the torture stop, starts. And even before... You know, he starts hallucinating again that it was just a dream after she cuts his foot off. You yeah, know, Lord. she's putting all these like she's putting the, the, the acupuncture needles in his body. She's doing all this stuff. She she numbs his body, numbs even more with, with by injecting something in his tongue, I think like whatever, like anesthesia as well. Yeah. Or some something she did, and then she cuts his foot off. <laughs> Excuse me, and then yeah, and it's just hallucinating again, and then you hear her saying "kitty, kitty, kitty" the whole entire time. I, and man, when he hears it, <laughs> I almost didn't make it through that scene. I ain't going to lie to you. For half a second, I could say turn it off. I almost, I was scared as fuck. Like I, <laughs> I can't remember last time I've been All that right, scared. Um, <laughs> disclaimer, big disclaimer. It's hard to scare this man. <laughs> it is very hard to to disturb Kendall. So the fact that this this film was disturbing and he was scared to finish it wow <laughs> I wow make it. 
almost that that was nearly the tipping point. I I almost didn't make it through. I was like, everything else was fine, honestly, up until that point. Everything was fine. The tongues, all that. I was like, damn, this shit crazy. I was like, it's kind of scary, but like, this is crazy. But when she started torturing that motherfucker, that's when I was like, all right, this might this might be pushing me over the edge. Because for those who have not seen it, and once again, I say we say please watch this movie. I think some everybody needs to experience this at least once. It's not as gruesome as yeah. it seems. It has some scenes that are a little bit, but it's nowhere near like like hostile, crazy, over the top, blood splashing. It's nothing like that at all. It's almost damn near mm-hmm. artsy the way the, the murders are done. Uh, so up until this point, before she tortured him, the most we saw, her, we've heard about how she kills people, and you've seen one scene where she like, at least in this guy's dream, or I'm not sure if it actually happened, where she wraps a piano cord around. The, the, the doing the wheelchair's neck and then just like basically slowly saws his head off which was like holy fuck she was like doing it with a smile and everything it was crazy it was creepy as shit mm-hmm. <laughs> but when she tortured this motherfucker <laughs> and he's laying there all numbed up or not numb he just he was paralyzed he just couldn't move but she was like oh mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you won't feel pain pain is just gonna be intensified you just can't move uh so it was like oh damn and then she's like <laughs> scariest shit ever <laughs> He's laying there. He's wide yeah. awake. Like, he ain't sleep. He, he, his head is mm-hmm. tilted back. And he sees, like you said, he sees in the room, in the corner, like the creek, the crack through the door, that she is getting dressed. And she's putting on his apron and all this shit. And when I tell you, that might be one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Because I've seen Freddy, Jason, Leatherface, all these motherfuckers get ready to murder. But I have never seen somebody so calmly, <laughs> so coldly, and so, like, I guess compassionately get ready to commit a crime. Like her face was cold. Mm-hmm. It was not like she was not laughing about it. She wasn't like cracking jokes. She wasn't like be there in a minute. Like she didn't make the moment soft by any means. She just slowly, just as slowly and meticulously as she got undressed when they were going to have sex. She did the same thing to get dressed. And I was just like, oh God. <laughs> she walks out there with a fucking whole bag full of acupuncture needles and i'm like oh man i wonder this is gonna be bad i wonder how bad is she just gonna like stab him in the face or anything like that but her murders are not like just like oh let me chop somebody's head off and move on her murders are like playtime and that's probably the scariest shit ever she was just like slowly stabbing a dude while you know making that noise like Like, that shit was creeping me out i was like i don't like needles (laughs) so that didn't help at all but I was just sitting there like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it through all of these, these stabbings. Because it wasn't even like, you don't, he's not, he's trying to make noise. He can't really make noise. And she's just slowly stabbing him. The camera shows you some of it, but the camera also kind of cuts away enough to show you how much he's suffering. But then shows you her face uh-huh. to show you how, much, how good of a time she's having. And I'm just like, holy fuck, this is, this is terrifying. <laughs> this is like really, really scary. I think I kind of want to stop, but I think I'm near the end of the movie. Like, I was fucked up, like, watching this. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I don't, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this. <laughs> I, I, was, I, was, I started sweating. It was, like, a very weird experience. I was like, why am I sweating? The air conditioner's on. But I was just, like, going through it. I, I felt all the emotions in that moment. I was like, man, um, people need to just treat people better, you know? Like, <laughs> we wouldn't be in these situations if everybody just treated everybody like, you know, good people. Because uh, some people are just crazy. And you, you can't do nothing with it. She stabbed this nigga with God knows how many needles in his stomach so deep and then had nerve to stab him with a few in his eyes. And then after that was like, oh, you'll never be able to run away from me if you ain't got feet. 
I'm like, what? <laughs> she had the nerve yep. to just slowly, with the piano wire, just cut his whole foot off. And I'm like, what the fuck is, like, what? What am I sitting through? And once again, this isn't even like the most graphic thing I've ever seen. It's just one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen because of her level of calmness and enjoyment that she got out of it. Blood is just like, it's not even like splashing anime like like everywhere. It's like drops of it just like splashing in her face, kind of like water when you're in the shower. But she don't mind. She's just like, got to get the job done. And that, yeah, that shit was creepy, man. That shit was creepy. That's my rip. I think we'll also add it. I think we'll, <laughs> I think we'll also add it to the creepiness is the fact that it was quiet. All you yeah, there was heard no music. was her game. Yeah, there's no noise. All you heard was her going, kitty, 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 kitty. And then you hear the wire. You hear the sound of the wire cutting his flesh. And all you hear is going, rrr, 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 like, like, you know, agonizing pain. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, my God. I had the nerve to cut the man's foot off. And then took the foot and threw it like a frisbee. And it just, like, bounced off the wall. And that was the only sound <laughs> that you heard. Mm-hmm. And she just was like, okay, on to the next foot. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what is wrong? <laughs> this lady is insane. But at the same time, yep. I'm like, yo, just treat people better. And maybe we were into situations like this in life. Holy fuck. Well, for real. And then her, and then his son comes in. Yeah. The big thing, his son comes in. He's like, oh, my friend got sick. So I'm here. You hear it here. He sees his father. He's just like, what the fuck? And then he can't really say anything. He can't really see anything because, you know, his tongue is all fucked up. He's numbed up. He has all this shit going on. He's like freaking losing blood because of his foot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she comes out of nowhere. Comes out of nowhere from behind him and starts trying to pepper spray his face. Yeah. And they start having like a little like, you know, tussle. They go upstairs and then boom. He does the biggest kick and then, <laughs> oh, oh my God. When she fell and her neck is broken again, the way that was shot, every time when she like breathed in or swallow, you you heard and saw the neck bone. Yeah. You heard the noise it was making because her neck was broken. And you're just like, ah. Yeah. For a second, I thought she had something in her neck for a moment. That was, yeah, that was something. But, mm-hmm. Like, that also was just like, yeah, he knew what he was doing, Takashi. He was just like, nah, I want everything to make it. I want everything to be meaningful. And that, her neck, oh, my God. And then the way it ended. The way it ended was she was just like, I thought I wouldn't see you again. I'm glad I could see you one last time. Like, that was the last thing she was saying before she died. Like, she just really wanted to see him again. <laughs> you know? like Yeah, it was... It, I felt like it, they were basically, like, replaying the parts of the conversation that, like, really mattered to him and her. Mm-hmm. But they were doing mm-hmm. it through her dead body, which was, like, kind of creepy, too. Like, we know her neck it is was. and she's dead, but then she's, like, literally talking things that you've heard us say before and you're like he, it's fun it's interesting because like he's the guy is clearly laying there tortured he just lost his foot he mm-hmm. all fucked up but he's looking at her also like i i wish this wasn't how it turned out like i actually really liked you like he's like looking at her very sympathetically despite mm-hmm. everything that happened which was like really really interesting because man the director did a good job you know showing you that like this mm-hmm. dude cares because it would be easy to root like, granted, I'm still kind of rooting for her, but it would be easy to root completely for her and, like, fuck him entirely if he was just, like, a dick. But he's not, like, mm-hmm. a complete dick. He made a dick move, but he's not, like, a, he's not like so despicable as a person that you're like, I hope she cuts him into a million pieces. Like, he's not, <laughs> he's not, he's not that level of despicable. Yeah. It definitely, yeah. Because it's just like, oh, God. And, and it's, again, it, it still goes back to the fact that this movie still holds up. 
people still recommend it. Like, oh, you want to see some real fucked up shit? Watch audition. You know? Um, but yeah. it was just like, wow. And again, like, people have said that they dubbed this film as the birth of torture porn because of, you know, the theme of it. Also, it, it, it's a feminist film in a sense because she is getting her revenge on those who basically hurt her in some type of way. But then there are people who argue, it's just like, yeah. oh, is she really a feminist? Like, oh, you know, it goes up and down. It's like a big, you know, it's hostile with, with the film. Um, and again, for our feminist and horror panel, you know, one of our guests was just like, we do want to see women be killers. We do want to see, we, we want to see more of that. You know? Um, yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah, and this was a prime example of that. You know? And it's just like, ugh. Oh, man. Well, I would say, I would I would put this if I had if I had to have this discussion with somebody. I guess I would put it in the boat of being a feminist movie because of her motivation behind killing. Mm -hmm. Right? Like this isn't a character who is just senselessly killing people. Like she's not out here just like murdering everybody. It's not just like that kind of thing, like a Jason kind of thing. It's not mm -hmm. that at all. This is somebody who was hurt, hurt by a lot of people. Not even just one person. Hurt was hurt by a lot of people. Then in turn was like, why don't I inflict that same pain on mm -hmm. other people? That's pretty much how she she took it. And, like, you you even kind of feel that in the way that she tortures people. Because I'm like, if this is how she kills people, God, this is slow and painful. But then also, <laughs> it's like, I'm guessing it's, she chooses this form of method because she was tortured slowly and painfully throughout all of her life. Mm -hmm. Like, like she, she pretty much told the dude straight up, like, my parents got divorced. They sent me to live with my uncle. My uncle kind of hated me. He didn't like me. My ballerina teacher kind of didn't like me. My, my my mom got remarried. Her husband kind of didn't like me. He just felt some kind of way. I was abused every which way. Even the dude was like, damn, if you don't want to talk about it, you you cannot tell me because this just sounds terrible. I don't want you to go mm -hmm. through that. So, like, clearly she went through so much, and that's when she's murdering somebody. She's trying to inflict that same level of pain. Mm -hmm. Even when she starts torturing him, like, she does get flashbacks. You get flashbacks of her as a child with the ballerina and yeah. her and then the the ballet instructor. Like, in a way, when she's torturing people, she's torturing him in her mind. Like, that, that's how I saw it when she was doing that. Like, in her way, she's Good doing point. that to get back at those who really hurt her. Um, you know, with the music director that she kept in a stack. <laughs> I just think maybe it was, it was just an unfortunate thing of, like, where maybe she felt a certain way for him. But I guess maybe he was, maybe she saw that as an, oh, he may have feelings for me and and she found out that he was actually with someone else. She probably was just like, oh, if it can't be with me. It's, it's just like that whole notion of like, oh, well, if you can't, if I can't have you, no one else can have you type of thing. Um, and Yeah, that might be her trophy. Yeah, it definitely was because she cut his feet off. <laughs> she cut his feet off. It's just like, yeah. you, can't run, you can't run away now. Like, you're mine forever. And I assume that's what she was going to do with this guy too. Like, if, her, if his son never came home, she would have just like did the same thing to him too cut his feet off so he could never never escape and be one yep. of hers as well and then probably went on to look for her next victim <laughs> for all you know pretty much it was just it was just like wow oh, i just want to po point out one random side note uh son the son was such a cool character like i know he didn't have much screen time but it was kind of cool to see it a guy a character who's on screen and he just liked learning mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> like he can't he would come by have dinner with his dad it would talk about life a little bit. Like, Dad, maybe you should find a wife or something because you just seem kind of down. 
And every time they showed his son, for the most part, he was like talking about something that he learned, like something about dinosaurs or something. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I learned this cool thing about reptiles, this, that, and the third, and all of that. His dad was like, oh, that's cool. You're a good boy. You're learning and all of that. He's like, yeah, man, I just kind of love this stuff. <laughs> I think it was one part, uh, I think it was one night they, they didn't have dinner because he had to, like, go. I don't know. They ate. He ate really quickly, and he was leaving out, and his dad was like, why are you in such a hurry? He's like, oh, they discovered this new kind of dinosaur. I just I need to go there and study everything about it. I was like, yo, he's such a geek, and I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so cool. To see a character like that, like he was probably like one of the few dudes in this movie that like wasn't a dick. He was just like, I like learning stuff and I'm going to do that. And it was like, even when he was with the girl, like he wasn't like rude or inappropriate. He was just like, hey, I thought she was cute. You said I should probably talk to a cute girl. She was really nice. and She's hanging out with me now. Like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> really cool dude. For real. And it's just like, oh, this movie though. Movie. And it's funny because like, um, let's see. People have also like that because this film, like, you know, the director Takashi Mike. Um, people have dubbed him as he is, you know, with certain with some because it's not the first film he's done with this like type of like in your face torture and just blood and everything. He kind of has a rep- reputation for it, and people have said that how mm-hmm. like they have called him. He's both feminist and a misogynist because of what he does, and you, you kind of have a sense of that where. In a way, like Asami doesn't look for men to hurt her in a sense, but even in little sense, in a little, little thing, whether you lie to her or whatever, right away she's just like, "Oh, you hurt me. I'm gonna hurt you now." Yeah, I I don't know. I, well, you're the resident uh, residential woman. Do you think like that's? You think he's misogynist, like the way he treats the character in this movie? Hmm. I think. Hmm. Maybe. Kind of. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Because, like, what, what? I don't know. It's, I guess I guess in a sense of, like, the fact that the, the audition. You know, the audition and mm-hmm. the whole notion of him, like, trying to be honest with her, which really he's not honest at all. Because he could have easily said, like, hey, so this is what really happened. Even even if it would have ended up being terrible. You know? You know, in a way, it's just, like, I guess in a way, it's, like, it's, mis- it's like misogynistic in both sides. Because he's enduring more pain from it. And then she's also enduring pain, I think, in a sense. But I don't know. I don't really think it is. Okay. You know, I don't really think it is. But that's what they dubbed him as. You know, Takashi Mike. That he's in, that he's in um, misogynistic and feminist. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen that stuff, too. And I was kind of... I'm always curious what people's thoughts are when it comes to stuff like that. Because, you know, everyone views it differently, mm-hmm. right? And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, okay, if you want to call him a like, if you want to call him misogynist, I don't know what you would call misogynist, other than if you just you don't want to see a story about a woman like that's with a man, like that's what bothers you. Cool, that's totally fine. Um, but I don't, I don't know, I don't, I feel like that's all a part of what made the plot of the film work, right? Like, she's basically trying to get chosen for love, but but she's also like. Here's my backup plan. If you fail me, motherfucker, like <laughs> I'm like I, th- I don't know. I think that's that's pretty cool. Like it, the movie is from the lead character's the lead guy's perspective, so you see everything he's going through. But the movie is also, in my opinion, very sympathetic to Tommy. So I I don't know. I think it's his personal preference. To be honest, I I think she's a great character. I think uh I think she fit the bill for what the movie needed. Like she. She's super memorable. She's 
she's yeah she's a great character all around like she's not like i don't know she's she's every she's everything that he thought he wanted mm-hmm. but that wasn't who she actually was or i would say it is actually probably like it's like almost like a like you know that saying hell have no fear like a mm-hmm. woman scorn i feel like like that's basically what this movie is and i don't think that's misogynistic at all i think i think the reason um, why they say is misogynistic is also because of she's she's the uh the crazy jealous girlfriend trope which we've seen a lot in other horror movies we've seen it so many times the obsessed one okay. that i i i get i understand that part of it like okay yeah sure i'll take that i don't think that's fair though in my opinion i don't think that's a i don't think that's fair because one those people actually exist there are people who are actually obsessed mm-hmm. like that um and i don't mean like obsessed like her to the point of being a serial killer but i mean like there are people who they're men and they're women who are obsessed get obsessed with like who they're dating with whatever and they can't get them out their mind so those people exist it's not like they made up an archetype that mm-hmm. doesn't exist um so that's part of the reason i wouldn't agree with it but then also because i don't know the movie just the movie makes you far more sympathetic to who she is it makes you sympathetic to both characters mm-hmm. right like makes you sympathetic to him because you're like wow yeah he his wife passed and all of that and he's trying to move on but it doesn't shy away from making you sympathetic to her where it's like yeah, here are all of the things that she endured. And it's not like the whole movie. We're just watching her hack it, hack through people to the point where we're like desensitized mm-hmm. to it. So it's like, oh, this woman went through a lot. Damn, she went through a lot of shit. And then it's even showing. It's not like a not like a gotcha mm-hmm. that she went through a lot of shit. Like the film is another really smart thing. The film did really well was when I forgot which scene it was when it actually showed you the whole conversation that they had, I think, on their second date where she talked about all of the things that they went through, that she went through mm-hmm. in her life. She was like, I don't want to lie to you and all that. I want to tell you the truth. Like, they, they revealed it to us later. Yeah. But he knew, mm-hmm. which, makes, which makes his obsession with kind of with wanting to find her even, like, more tragic. Because it's like he knew this woman went through all of these things. He didn't want to be, like, another, like, pain point mm-hmm. for her. So that's why he continues to look for her, despite her just up and vanishing. And I'm like, oh, so I'm, like it makes you epi- extra sympathetic to both of them. She could have vanished because she's like, he'll probably never love me the way I want to be loved or whatever. Whatever reason she has, because they don't fully explain it. Or maybe she just wanted to see how he moved. Then he's looking for her because he knows she's been through. Mm-hmm. I think that's fucking awesome. I think it's really fantastic how they revealed that. They could have showed us that during the, when the date was actually happening, but they chose to show it to us kind of when everything was coming to a clash, which was like really, really interesting way to mm-hmm. do that. I don't know. I, I I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's fair to just be like, well, she was obsessed and that's why this movie is misogynistic. Because I think this movie, I think this movie doesn't get enough credit for what it is because I thought it was a body mm-hmm. thing, just a body horror thing. But this movie actually has a really smart and interesting commentary on how men and women interact, mm-hmm. not just in Asian culture, but in general. And just like the kinds of abuse you could uh, assert on people. That's why I said in some ways, movie the movie made me think about how I interact with people as a mm-hmm. whole. Because like, Yes, when by the time she's torturing him, you know all of these things, right? You know everything she's been through. You know everything he's been through. So, like, now the torture almost feels like a release from the tension that was built right. up. And that's what kind of made me think, like, holy fuck. Like, how do I interact with people? Like, I don't, I've, I've been with the same woman now for 16, almost 17 years. Don't cheat. I don't do none of that crazy shit. Like, I, I'm just not that kind of person. I know people are, but I'm not that kind of person. But it just made me reconsider how I active people because i'm like she's lashing out so i'm like damn have i ever done anything to somebody who makes them want to lash mm-hmm. out <laughs> like that's what that's what i'm saying the movie made me th- consider that which is like way deeper than just being like oh she's an obsessed girlfriend i'm like there's way more here yeah. than that that's not fair 
I feel like it's fair to throw that on movies almost like Hostel. And I'm not even trying to shit on Hostel. If you like Hostel and you listen to this, like Hostel, motherfucker. Like, like what you like. I ain't gonna tell you not to like it. <laughs> I like a lot of shit that people will never like. It is what it is. Um, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like those movies have way less of a commentary about, like, the world. They have probably a commentary more about just violence as mm-hmm. a whole. But not like a poignant commentary about the world. And this movie kind of had a poignant commentary about how people interact. And that's really interesting from a horror movie mm-hmm. perspective. And the movie doesn't get enough fucking credit. And okay. that kind of brings <laughs> up to my other point where <sighs> if you're listening to this happy Asian American Pacific Islander month, but there was talk of potentially get ready for this. An Americanized version of Audition. Yes, there was talk <laughs> of Americanizing this film. And when I say the fact that this film is a commentary on the culture over there, you are not going to get the same reaction if it's done over here. It's just going to be another American cycle. That is all you're going to get. Probably, yeah. That is it. An American cycle. The only commentary about that was about the fact that men have really sensitive egos and therefore they become serial killers. That's nothing new. We see that shit every day over here. <laughs> but well, the commentary was crazy white. Well, boys, again, that's nothing new. We see that all the time. But to Americanize a film like Audition, no, no, no. Because it's not going to be the same. It won't yeah. be the same. Yeah. Like, can it be done? Sure. Should it be done? Probably not. I just, I don't know. I feel like we, we're going to talk about this even more in another episode, but I just feel like I'm going to just say from an American perspective, we Americans, we need to be more appreciative of other people's yeah. cultures. Like we need to value it through and through, especially since all of the cultures live here. Like we got everybody in this mm-hmm. <laughs> Like we need to be more appreciative of other people's cultures before we start doing things like remaking things. I feel like the reason why a lot of times people get mad about remakes from di- from different foreign countries or foreign films is because you guys didn't appreciate the f- the original one. You didn't appreciate the first one. You didn't appreciate the original the originators. And I'm not even talking about like the people who make the movie because I'm sure sometimes they probably bring on board the original creators or they'll ha- make a, a homage to somebody from the original film and that's nice. Come on, more so the American mm-hmm. audiences are I don't think are a- are as appreciative of other people's culture and film as they should. And we're starting to see that change a little bit, not at the pace that we would all like. But I think that's that's one of the biggest reasons why people don't don't look forward to those. Like, I like to hear about other countries. That's fun. Train to Busan. Would it be great as a remake? Can it work as a remake? Like, can somebody make that movie a remake? Yeah, they could. Would it be as impactful as the original? Nope. I can't say yes. Yeah, I can't say yes, because I felt like it wasn't appreciated as much as it should have been when mm-hmm. it was made. Like, cult. Horror cult people like or like horror like fanatics were like, oh, this movie's great. But there are a lot of people who are just kind of like, cool Asian thing, subtitles. I ain't with it. And I'm like that, that totally devalues what it really, what what it can be and what it really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're definitely gonna talk more about this in a, in a future episode about the whole importance of horror films, of foreign films. But but yeah, um, if they were to Americanize it, it, it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't feel the same. It would be a whole different type of movie. Like, yes, they could keep it. Like, I think they were saying the hell that they were, because again, it's based on a book. And the, the, the talk about it was that the yeah. Americanized version would be more, more um, loyal to the book 
versus how the film was done because apparently Takashi might omitted some stuff from the book and the film. There were some things that he didn't do. But again, as as we mm-hmm. as we watch films from literature, you can't put everything in the in the film. You can't. We've seen the we've seen it with other yeah. films, like with Stephen King's adaptions. We've seen it a whole bunch of times. Uh, Moth Diaries, whatever. You can't fit everything into a film from a book. If that was the case, it would have been like a Marvel movie, three hours long with with, with like extra credits after credits <laughs> and stuff. You just you can't. Yeah, it can't be done. Like, there's only so much you can put in it. But for this, even if he didn't put everything in the film, I feel like this movie is great the way it is. Again, it it talks about a a culture that we know nothing about. about. We know some of it because it happens here. But over there, it's so different. It's very different. So to Americanize it, you're basically stripping away that part of the film. And I'm just yeah. like, no, like, leave it alone. Don't do There's it. Not, there aren't a lot of, like, murders throughout this movie. You're not watching a lot of bodies sliced up as I thought that's what this movie mm-hmm. was. But it turned out to not be that at all. So I feel like with an American version, it probably would become that. And it would probably lose the actual conversation that's really being had about, you know, man-woman dynamics, particularly in that culture. Mm-hmm. Can we do that here? Yeah, but I, it might lose that. It might, might lose that impact. Like, we, we see that even in, like, um the ring for example just i'm thinking about it now remember we had uh we had a mirror on and we were talking about ringo and we did just a, a little bit of comparison between like you know the original ringo and the ring that was made in america and they're both good films overall but even in the the foreign version the original they kind of tried to let you sympathize with sudoku a little bit yeah like they didn't just be like all right cool she a monster this is the monster thing and let's like let's the monster you deal with that's it that's the movie uh, whereas the american one was kind of like and i like the american film don't get me wrong but the american one was just like all right she's a monster that's it let's just move on they didn't really care about her backstory as much as to like why she was kind of the monster or anything like that they were just kind of like yeah this thing happened this happened she's in a fell in a well now she's killing people mm-hmm. and i just that in of itself kind of shows you the care that can be taken with a character from like one film to the next that can kind of change how you view mm-hmm. a film yeah most definitely Again, like if it were to get Americanized to me, it would just be another American Psycho, another American Mary, and we we, we have those films already. We've seen. Oh, it did before. you see American Mary? I still haven't. But if they were to, Amer- to, to Americanize it, oh, okay. it would literally be like that. But I've heard of it. It would. It, it would probably just be like would. That. And it's just like what what's so special, you know? Like again, leave it alone. Leave it alone. It's great the way it is. It's amazing. Um, yes, it's it's one of my top 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 five recommended movies that people need to watch so amazing so good um and yeah giddy 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 oh god i'm gonna hear that shit in my nightmares <laughs> i was like there's a lot like there's a lot in this movie and i was like this shit was mad creepy even though it wasn't even that many murders this movie was mad creepy what the fuck <laughs> part of me was like why do i even enjoy horror this is what the shit can do to people. I'm like, this must be how Jackie feels, and I recommend movies. And she's like, <laughs> yes, because you're always recommend fucked up movies that I'm just like, I can't sleep now. Thanks. Yeah, that was me last night. So now I know the feeling. I almost forgot what that feel like. Again, we recommend this film. You have to watch it. <laughs> watch it. It's so good. <laughs> um, and yeah, and I'm glad you finally were able to experience it because you've never seen it. I'm glad it freaked you the fuck out. I'm probably going to do the giddy, giddy, giddy <laughs> a couple times just to mess with you. 
yeah. Oh, you know what's funny? Actually, it's just like random sidebar, but kind of related. There was some story in, I think, Japan recently with some dude. I didn't read the whole story, so bear with me. But it was like some dude who, like, I think he was, like, dating multiple women. He's dating, like, 35 girls or something like that. And he, like, got them all to buy him gifts for his oh, birthday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he got lost, dude. He's being sued for it. No, he's going to jail. He got locked up for it. Yeah, he's going to jail for getting all these gifts from all these women. And I just, like, having just watched the movie, like, last night, and I saw that story pop up, I was like, yo, he lucky he ain't running to her. <laughs> oh my god he lucky all he got was jail all time. those women would have been dead and he would have been the last to just be tortured oh my god <laughs> that reminds me of school days that's another horror movie that's another oh, horror yeah. anime that where just like this obsession and torture and death yeah <laughs> <sighs> for real oh my god but but yeah um also for those listening um off topic but if you want to be a guest we are going to cover Train to Busan. We need a guest, please. <laughs> you know, we're, lo- we're looking for yeah. an Asian-American because, again, we're fans of the film. We both saw, we both love it. It's, it's different for a fan perspective versus someone who could put their c- cultural input of why the movie is so significant versus us as being fanboy and fangirl over the movie, you know? So <laughs> please hit us up, yeah. DM us, DM us, email us, everything. Please. Yeah, that would be great to get someone on who has like you know a little bit more cultural context than us. Like Jackie said, we're gonna have fun talking about the movie one way or mm-hmm. another. But it would just be fun to have somebody on with like that kind of context to drop some knowledge about like you know why the train, why that movie is significant culturally and like socially and certain different aspects about Busan and stuff like that would just be interesting. Can we research it? Yes, we can. But it would just be nice to have someone. It's always fun to have somebody to talk to about those kind of. Things. You know, it's it's like if bringing on uh when we brought on my friend pierre for tales from the hood like i'm also black so that was easy but <laughs> if you if i wasn't if we were like two white people and then we we did tales from the hood you brought on a black person for like cultural context that would add a lot to the mm-hmm. conversation most definitely and yeah like again we always do our research from recovering stuff we always do we never not do our research um but yeah it, it would be more meaningful to have someone of korean descent to like talk about it as well so yeah, just please let us know. Let us up. And also stop Americanizing these movies. <laughs> That's the real takeaway here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and again, happy Asian but, American Asian happy Asian American Pacific Islander Month people. Thank you. And also be yes. kind and stop being douches to Asians. Just stop it. Like it's not fun. It's not good. Just stop. Like, stop being assholes. Like, seriously, just stop. Yeah. You know, at some point, uh, as humans, we're going to have to learn how to make life on this rock work. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we, we're going to have to do that one way or another. We're going to do that. So let, let's start today. Or at least just start with yourself, you know. Uh, otherwise, you might run into a Sami, then you'd be fucked up <laughs> in these streets. So I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm not trying to scare you into being a good person, but if that's what it takes for you to be a good person, I'm I'm just I'm just saying. She just reminded me why I need to stay being a good person because there's people out there who do shit like this to you. <laughs> Piano why ain't hard to get, bro. <laughs> For real. For real. But yeah. And with that I will say ooh you ghost goodbye.